What's up, everyone? It is Drew from the Warrior Workout Network. I hope everyone is doing well today. Um, before we get started, we want to do a quick shout out to Highlanders Rugby uh, and to the Witt family uh, over the last weekend. You know, they did lose a vital member of their team. Uh, so, you know, our, our thoughts are with every one of you. And, uh, you know, if you need to reach out to us, you know, uh, we're here. You know, message us, call us, text us, do whatever you need, email. I hope everyone's doing well today. Um, we're talking with our dude, No DX, No DX, No D, N O D I E underscore X gaming. All right, it's our dude, Brandon Lawrence. We were in the army with him. We love this dude. Um, after the after the podcast was done, we were able to just kind of sit back and kind of wax poetic just about everything. Getting older, what life looks like for all of us now, it's crazy. You know, we don't get to see or speak to our, our, our army family and friends a lot, uh, but when we do, it's always something special and we never miss a beat. This is a good time. Check out this episode. Cut it up. Uh, make sure you go check out our other friends. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. One dollar from every bottle goes to militaryfamilies.org. They ship Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific. Is it Pacific Central time? Is that what that is? Pacific Coast time? Well, I don't, I'm an idiot. Jasper's game day. They got a lot going on. Go check them out. Other than that, stop listening to me. Here's our dude, Nodi X Gaming. <laughs> we are with Brandon Lawrence. Brandon games on Twitch with a specific mission to raise awareness for suicide prevention. His experience as a combat veteran, father, husband, and hard worker has allowed him to understand the need to address mental health and to help others. So, Brandon, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about y'all? Doing good. If I was it's, any it's, better, yeah. I'd be you. Yeah, <laughs> he does look pretty good. If I was doing much better, I would be him. Yeah, man. So what's up? What's going on? Oh, not a lot, man. Just uh, living life. You know, just got moved out here to uh, the Kerrville, Texas area. Uh, just got through getting Selena through school for uh, massage therapy. So she has a state license now. So she's working on getting her business started up. And of course, I'm still working out in West Texas doing the seven on seven off. So I can pretty much live wherever I want Texas, as long as I'm willing to drive that far every gotcha. seven days. And what do you do for a living? Uh, currently, I'm in the sand mining business. Um, production supervisor out in the with the sand mines. They produce the fracking for the that sand that's used to go down the oil wells and stuff like that. Mm. Gotcha. I've been gotcha. doing that for 11 years now since I got out of the army. So, uh, yeah, started that in Brady. Then uh, the West Texas plants fired up back in 2018. They pretty much shut our plants down, and then. Can't beat them, join them. Thanks, fact, I, I took a couple of, I was a plant manager in Brady. And then when I went out to West Texas, I took, went down to pretty much a production supervisor, almost two levels down in responsibility, but a $30,000 a year pay raise and only working 26 weeks a year. Oh, darn. Right? <laughs> yeah. Aww. 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 <laughs> Less responsibility, more pay. Money. Less time out there. Yeah. Only working 26 <laughs> weeks a year. What? 
What the bad what, part about the only bad part about it is I'm gone from the house for seven straight days. So that's that the only that's the kind of the give and take of it. What but was the bonus? A thousand bucks of Bud Light and a pocket pussy. <laughs> oh, hey, they pay for free for room and board. So out there, as well. <laughs> there you go. yeah. So everyone, we have just found the meaning of life. By the way, we've just we're just gonna put that secret out there to everybody. <laughs> you know, Brennan has discovered the secret of life, and he's living it. I love it, man. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no, I mean, so, like, I want to go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Drew. I wanted to address that because, like, seven days working, which you still get time to like play your games and stream yeah and so, do that so like that's got to be great for your mental health to like get that break it is i mean it, it's very similar to when we were down range man you know i go to work for 12 hours i drive out to the plant do my deal 12 hours either one week i'm on days one week i work the night shift seven to seven and then once i get home i go back to the the main camp or the barracks what exactly what they look like look like shoes back in iraq Nice. Uh, go back there and take my shower and I turn on my game. And when I'm there, I get my Xbox webcam and use my phone to read chat and sit there and play for two or three hours, kind of decompressed after work day, no matter how stupid it might have been. And go to bed, wake up, do the whole thing over again. So, Lawrence, you're also a sports guy, man. So what got you into gaming specifically for mental health? Uh, well, the fact that I'm jacked up. <laughs> okay well that's why we that's, that's why we do this yeah we I've fight that i've always yeah. been i've always Fuck. been into video games like i i play video games even we're with 101st you know i have my xbox and stuff and everything out there uh never really dove into it that deep and you know, i just play for me uh and then as time went on you know less physical stuff i could do like i said my ankle's jacked up so i can't run i can't do everybody wanted me to do this uh what do they call it uh alumni football Back when I got back from Iraq oh. working. and it's full contact football for a bunch of 30, 12, over 18 year old that can't, they're reliving their high school glory days. I'm just like, dude, if I plant wrong, I take a wrong hit, something, I jack up my ankle, I'm done. As I feel yeah. for my job, I still got to be able to walk and lift and, you know, go upstairs to the plant and all that stuff. So doing that aspect just kind of, kind of veered away from that. Uh, yeah. was lifting weights a lot and uh, I'm one of these like y'all know when I lift I lift to get big and I can get big fast um, I messed up about September uh, did about eight hours of grubbing the yard trying to get these weeds out of my yard went in did some heavy uh, back workout pulled something in my shoulder Just not sure what I did enough yep. yeah I pulled something in my shoulder not sure what I did next day for ah, you know I'll just go work out do heavy chest 110 pound dumbbells press you know did a couple of those, and I thought, like, oh, something ain't right. Went back home. I couldn't even get up out of the couch. Wow. The chiropractor, they, uh, she, my shoulder jacked up, uh, locked up two separate directions. She popped me free. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I went back out to work the, that next week, you know, stretched my shoulder out the whole drive up, had my arm out like that, you know, behind the seat. Uh, then we had, uh, we had to wash out a hopper. So I was running the, the hose off the uh, wash truck. This water truck, you know, holding it, now watch spraying down the hopper like that, not thinking nothing of it. Went back to do my report at the end of the, that morning because I was on night shift. My whole shoulder, I sit there typing, I just felt my shoulder go like this. Ooh. Like, that ain't right. And <laughs> just locked there? The, oh, it looked like I was flexing my trap like this, but I couldn't do nothing. My arms were short, everything. I couldn't flex my trap. Half tricep. of me wants some, the other half doesn't, bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
I went, I, I went, I went and got a massage while I was there. This like 300 pound lady put all of her weight into my shoulder, said I had like eight knots in my shoulder, three in my bicep, four in my chest. It just tore me apart. I felt good for a day. I went to clinic there and I said, dude, I just need some type of muscle relaxer. Something that can still operate equipment on, but just get me through the week to get me home. And then I got home, got everything loosened up and there forever. I had no extension in my tricep. Like I could flex my arm, my tricep would not engage. Wow. And I finally started getting back to normal. So I said, I'm going to go, you know, lift weights. You know, I'm going to go try to be back in the gym. We got on the bench, you know, 45s on each side, nothing heavy. I went down with the bar and we tried to go back up. My left arm went up. My right arm didn't do nothing. I had no power in my tricep. I literally had to throw my whole shoulder into it to get it up just high enough where my chest could engage it. Oh. I racked it. And I was like, yep, nope, I'm done. I am not. Nerve? Uh, I think it was the... I looked right when Selena started going through all her school massage therapist. She got to know all sorts of muscles. So now she's a brainiac at this stuff, t- trying to talk away above my head all the time. <laughs> uh, but it's the tress major, and it goes from your back lat, and it comes up and around, go through your, both your triceps and connect to your shoulder. They, they're thinking that had cinched down, and it was possible from an injury I had in Iraq, which I remember pulling my IVA out of the top of the gun turret. And I remember it going numb one time, not thinking nothing of it. So everybody I talked to that you know, in the profession of this stuff, they're like, dude, more than likely your body was just compensating for it. And you finally got to the age where your body wasn't compensating for it in the morning. You really jacked it up. Yep. If you went numb, I feel like you, you fucked up a nerve, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're losing power and you, and it, it directly in it, dude, like, I don't think, I don't know if that's muscular. I go nerve. I check nerves on that. Well, Especially I've gotten it back numb. now. Like I could, I could flex my tricep and stuff now. Still not back to work. But every now and then, if I like reach back to my wallet, my back pocket, I could feel that whole area in my lap just start to knot up. You Tommy, lose get my wallet. Tommy, get a ten. Damn it! Get a ten, man. Easy yeah. there, booty hole man. Save for the pineapples. <laughs> pineapple. Uh, pineapple. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> so, so you've been an athlete. Your whole life, you obviously with 101st Airborne, deployed, did all your stuff. Your job is is physically, you know, has a lot of physical requirements. And now you're kind of like, hey, I work hard enough here, and I, you're, you you find gaming for your mental health, and mm-hmm. and then you, you you start getting to that, but then you also start getting to this mission of trying to help others with mental health through gaming, and that's not just for veterans. For first responders, it's for everybody. Am I correct? Yeah, it's for everybody. I mean, I, I welcome one and all into the channel that you know that might be fighting demons. Uh, me, do I have a more uh, known fact of veterans? What we go through more towards a civilian that went through trauma. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm all inclusive. It's a non-judgmental area because a lot of things with like mental health, man. I'm not here to offer any advice. I'm not here to tell you anything like that. I'm just here to be a non-judgmental ear to listen to, man. Somebody you could, you know, vent your feelings to, somebody have an ear. That's, I think that's what a lot of people run into whenever they do have mental health issues and they try to talk to somebody, try to talk to a friend. The friend always wants to, oh, well, you should do this, you should do that. That's not necessarily what we want to hear. There it is. I, you don't, you don't want to hear that, what you should do. You just want to yep. have somebody just sit there and nod their head and just let you get it off your chest. That's the that's what you're wanting. You got everything built up inside here. You just want to be able to get it out and speak to somebody without really getting any anything in return. Now, it's different. Some people might ask, "What do you think?" Then there's a different story. But in general, dude, I'm just a non-judgmental ear. 
Uh, I had a guy the other night come into my chat. I was uh, getting ready for, I was getting ready for night shift. So I stay up late on that uh, Wednesday night and I'll stream late at night. And I just happened to ask, hey, how's everybody in chat land doing? No bullshit. And I had a guy pop up, hey, honestly, man, not good. So I stopped the game and say, hey, you know, what's going on? And he told me he was, his, he had a crewmate that was going through some survivor's guilt after 10, some stuff that happened 10 years ago in Afghanistan. And he was writing a letter to him to try to, you know, make him feel better. I told the dude, hey, man, I'm not a mental health professional. All you can tell, tell the guy is that you love him and that you're here for him if you need to talk. Just let him know that you're thinking about him. And then, you know, and then we had a little conversation back and forth through chat. And uh, he came back and said, hey, man, thanks. And he ended up getting a letter off to his friend. His friend really enjoyed it. And I said, man, that, that's what my channel's for, man. It, I don't know if I helped him out by just, you know, reassuring him, helping him get through the mental block of writing this letter to his, to his friend or not. But he appreciated it. And that's what I'm here for. If I could help one person out, then this whole, everything I spent on this streaming, the PC, the Xbox, all the mic, camera, lights, all that stuff, then it's worth it. Dude, that's so, the thing. Like, I'm like that if... um. If I, if I'm like that guy where if I have something big that I need to do, sometimes I'll get like paralyzed by it and I'll be yeah. like, man, I can't get through. And someone has to physically like encourage me to get like, basically like hold my hand to get through it sometimes. Yeah. Like I still have that issue. Um, and you basically, man, like that, I, it feels like that's what you did for that guy, dude. And like, yeah. So you probably absolutely helped him finish that thing. Yeah, man. That's huge. Uh, and that's, and that's one thing like that. That just, I don't know. It gives me a, a, a sense. It gives me a sense of satisfaction and fulfilling. Hey, man, I'm I'm doing my part, you know, yeah. to help help others out. I gaming helps me, and now what can I do to help others? You yeah, because we're all all of us. We're all in this together. We're all we're all veterans. We all go through stuff, and you know, civilians go through things too. You know, the PTSD is not strictly to war. Yeah. You know, there's several things that could happen. So I mean, aren't there somebody out there to just have a listening ear? That's what it's all about. So let's go so back I, a little bit. Oh, go ahead. No, so I mean, so while you're while you're gaming and your channels, you know, your your Twitch channels running, you know, Nodi underscore X. You're, for anybody listening, you're gaming, you're doing your thing, you're talking on your mic, and you're seeing that you're seeing the people are watching your stream, and then you also have that message board that's lighting up with people talking to you and stuff like that. Yeah. You're engaging the people on your channel, and um, you're giving somebody an opportunity to just kind of mellow out and actually yeah. be of a group through your channel. And like, yeah, and like what I've told my wife when I tell my chat too, I said, gameplay is second, man. You know, I'm not the best, I'm not the best Warzone player in the world by any stretch of the imagination. It's yeah. second nature. It's more or less an icebreaker, so to speak. It's a, the secondary thing. You bring people in, then I, you know, I engage, you know, if you type in the chat, I'm engaging with you. I'm I are doing the best I can. Sometimes it goes fast. I miss some things, but, you know, I try to engage in chat the best I can. I got to. Actually, my chat is actually better, very veteran heavy. I've ran into a lot of veteran discords or a lot of veteran other veteran gamers. So there's a lot of veterans in my chat that are all about what I'm doing too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're helping me out to, you know, to talk with people. If I miss something, they let me know and they remind me and stuff like that. So it's a very, very, very good community, man. So, I mean, obviously, you know, your time in service and stuff like that, the things that we've seen in war, um, was there anything else specific that you were like, you know what, I really want to help others with mental health? Like, what what was that turning point for you where you're like, I'm seeing the struggle and something happened or, you know, with a friend or anything like that, that you were like, we need to start fighting this together? Well, uh, when I first got out, I was, of course, I rode motorcycles. You know, I was with a veteran MC. 
and uh, oh you know, yeah, you were. I forgot about that. I was so uh, so when I when doing that, I was in a, a great place. Being that I was around other veterans, and the veteran the MC logo is veterans helping veterans, and that's what we did: raise money for veteran college, you know, all sorts of stuff. Being there for other veterans. So whenever I had to exit that part of my life, there was there was a void there. I mean, I think I did go through about a depression real bad. Um, I I would decline it that I was. My wife said I was, but that's also when I fell into gaming. But I also fell into the wrong part of gaming. Like I was in it and zoned out. Like I did not want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to be around anybody. And I could sit there and play for eight hours with my headphones on. And you know, I, you know, I got a wife, three kids at the house. You know, they they yeah. need dad's attention too. So at that time, it was a very unhealthy relationship with gaming. Uh, but it was my escape mechanism just because I think I would guess I was going through depression, like my wife said. But I gained a lot of weight. I mean, I went from 185 to like 225, up three pants size in like six months, you know, just fast. And uh, and then I, of course, I quit gaming after that for a little bit. And then there's always something, there's always been something missing. Did you quit because you addressed the fact that it was an issue or did uh, you? No, my wife made me quit. <laughs> okay yeah so i mean i never i never addressed the fact that that was an issue me and her had to have a conversation later on and she had to let me know like my my wife gotten real good about she knows how to handle my triggers but not enable me if that makes sense yep or like push on them like she respects you enough to not push them like she knows them so she doesn't push them well that but she she knows how now she knows how to maneuver around them to where she can still get her point across and tell me hey you're being a dumbass Mm-hmm. without setting me off to where, you know, your mind just goes completely blank and there's no getting through to you. Yeah. Like, I, she could get to me now or like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Is I'm, it like, hey, Sergeant Lawrence, get your fucking head out of your ass. Get the, go- <laughs> get the goddamn <laughs> eggs on the oven. Get the shit out of it. Let's go. We got to get these right. kids to school, fuck face. Like, is that how we go? Okay. Yeah. So, fast this is a mental health podcast. Fast forwarding out of that, you know, I started gaming with Kurt again. So that that felt good because I was able to, you know, me and Kurt. He's good too, right? From what I remember, like he's like a, he's pretty naturally, like pretty good at video games. Well, well, Lawrence, Lawrence is pretty good. He's he's all right. I've gotten a little better. (laughs) Oh, are you better than him? I'm better than him. I watch no, I watch no. I I mean, I watch you stream. He's doing his thing, man. He's jumping through windows and kicking people in the ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I watch you stream every now and then, dude. You you definitely have command there. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, just playing with him and just being able to talk to him on a regular basis. Because, you know, he, he's been my best friend forever. So just being able to talk to him on a regular basis, even though we, we live in Texas, but we're still two hours apart. So we got our own two separate lives going. So sure. that, that always helped. And then as I got into it more, I started, okay, this is relaxing. My wife even noticed that I was, hey, you're a little bit more relaxed even around the kids and all this. Uh, and then starting in April, I, she made me download TikTok, which if you want to get lost in your thoughts and down a rabbit hole, TikTok, that thing takes you. Everywhere. Dude, that shit will either turn you into a devout fucking socialist or a fucking uber right wing fucking killer. There is yeah. like a, there is hardly, <laughs> there is hardly an in between on the, I was like, I got to well, get rid of this shit. That's, man. Why, that's why I'm stuck in like the, the gaming. Like every now and then I'll start yeah. the political side of TikTok and I'll just like refresh. It's hard around. to avoid. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to avoid. Just, it pops just, in. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's why I'm barely on my normal Facebook page anymore. Either mm-hmm. since I started this, uh, t- yeah. this journey, 
I would be kind of, I have it. I post up my kids, my daughter's softball, you know, sure. post up but as far as being, getting into big political debates that I used to do and everything like that. I just totally stopped it because dude, that shit will just. It, it, Ruin, yeah. it ruins relationships, dude. Yeah. yeah. It fucking <laughs> ruins relationships. So I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm done with it. And you know, it would stress me out, you know? Yeah. Because I'm a debater by heart, you know, I'll, I'll, it just stressed me out. And, it, and it's one of those things now, the way the world is, you're not, you you can't make come to a common ground 90% of the time. Yep. So I'm just like, no, I'll just avoid that altogether. I'll just keep everything, family, it's, stuff it's like that. It's the toxic debate tactics. And like, and the thing is, people have become so comfortable with them that they've become comfortable using them with like family and friends. And then all of a sudden, like you lose respect for them because they don't respect you because of the way they treat yeah. you. Like, man, fuck that. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Exactly. Then you just leave. So I, I, so I got out of TikTok. I'll mess around on TikTok. Well, I finally got, you know what? I'm going to, I got some gaming clips and stuff. I'm going to post one and see what the hell happens. Nice. Right? No, what the hell? So I did it. All right, cool, man. Wow, I got this. I got one view that had like 24,000 views. You know, I was like, Dang. wow, what the hell? That's like my third video. Now my, now my videos average between 100 and 200. It, no, nothing major, but yeah. I did that. And then I met a guy on there. Uh, Fry got 1515, which, by the way, he is now Big Daddy Fraggy. I told you I'd help you spread the word that you changed your name. Uh, yeah. Big, big Daddy Fraggy, he came in and he gave me some major, like, positive vibes and support. Like, hey, dude, you're doing great doing this, you know. And I was just about to start streaming. He was the first one to come into my stream, chat me up, kind of give me some advice. And it turns out he's also a veteran, actually still active duty right now. He's a recruiter. Uh, and in God the bless upper his soul. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he, he, he apparently he's gone above and beyond his call of duty for recruiter. He's like nice. that good that they kept him there. Oh, so yeah. he's in the upper, oh. he's in the senior NCO bracket. I won't put out his rank, but he's in the senior NCO bracket. Nice. Uh, so me, he got me into a discord that has several other veterans, Marines, Army, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And so I started vibing with them and we slowly took off where I was like, all right, cool. So I got a lot of veteran friends. And then what pushed me to, my channel was all three of us had recently lost here recently, right? You know, we know who we're talking about. Um, so that made me start thinking, am I doing enough on my end? Did I do enough to help our buddy? Because I, I feel I don't because to me, uh, so something that stands back for me, I feel like I failed twice already in life when it comes to saving somebody's life. There was a private, we, I lost on my second deployment due to him being harassed by some NCOs. We had very toxic leadership. Yeah. He took his own oh, life. Oh, yeah, that sucks. And then, and, then, uh, and then, of course, our, our good buddy. And that's when I was like, I, I, can't do, I can't do this again. I can't feel like I didn't do enough. I need to do what I can to support veterans or you know as we're talking about anyway suicide prevention in general so that's so i got the tattoo on my arm you know i do six am i living up to that so then i repurposed my stream to more to generalize that more than just hey i'm just a veteran gamer come watch me play and hang out no i'm, I'm here i want to see you know if you come to my channel my main goal channel if you're fighting demons i want to encourage you to seek somebody to talk to maybe I'm that maybe I'm that one edge you know that one push that you just need like okay I'm gonna go find somebody if I could do that or maybe or if anything you just like coming and looking at my ugly face for two or three hours a day for the next day and hanging out and you know that's what gets you through the next day until you can get over that slump that you're in is that the case dude then it's a win for me I'm not in it for the money I'm not in it for anything like that I'm just in it to save a life 
Well, you you know, you were talking about common ground and you're providing common ground. Yeah. You know, where, where we where we lose it in all of all the political crap debate. Like, I totally agree with you. We have we have got to rewire something here to where we're finding common ground and you're providing that through the gaming. You got people that are joining your your, you know, Twitch and your stream because they want they know that the people in that chat room or in, in that group, t- you know, talking uh, room there. You got everyone's in the same spot. Everyone's there. For, you know, maybe maybe someone's not there for mental health. And then they see all these people talking about, you know, supporting each other and, and all the conversation that's going on. And it opens their eyes to the struggle that's that's kind of going on, you know, other than. Other than the commercials you see, you know, where it's always 22 a day, you know, after that, we turn it off, we go get our cup of coffee and go throughout our day. They're seeing that. They're seeing the struggle of everybody that's that could be following you or what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's really awesome that you provide that common ground, man. I, yeah, I appreciate it. And, it, you know, it's it's a it's a relief to just like I said, it, it kind of double it, it helps me. So no, I'm, I'm trying to be an open book, even on my stream. I talk about my experiences whether whatever people think about it or not, it's a, it's a benefit for me. I'm actually talking it out, you know, talking those feelings out. And I'm trying to encourage other people to do the same thing. And I get the game too on the side. So it's a, it's a win-win for me as well, as far as how it helps me out. Now, have you noticed that you're doing this? Has, has kind of gearing yourself for mental health, has it increased stress or has it actually decreased stress now that you're actually focusing on just, not just that, but focusing on a, on a good area, a good space for mental health. Yeah. I, I think it's decreased stress because now I'm thinking about it more. Uh, and I am in my, in my mind, maybe, I don't know. No, I said what I'm physically doing is a different thing, but in my mind, I'm helping people and that helping people or giving back to the veteran community has always been, even when I was in the MC help veterans, helping veterans, giving back to the veteran community has always been a way to, alleviate my stress in general because I you know I don't miss the army but I miss my brothers dude I miss I miss all you guys I miss the camaraderie we had you know all that stuff so being around other veterans on a regular basis and then them knowing your your lingo your attitude your dark sense of humor you know the whole nine yards it's it's a lot easier because even even now you know I'm at home with my family and I can say some stuff and I'm getting a side eye from my mom my brother like what the fuck is wrong with him you know yeah I'm not there you guys would have found what you I said freaking hilarious. You don't but. miss the structure. You don't. You don't miss what? You don't miss. It? I, <laughs> I don't. I don't miss the green weenie. Yeah. <laughs> mm. it, yeah. it pushed out. It hit. It hit me so hard, and sometimes it pushed out abs I didn't know I had. <laughs> That's true, man. Worst breakfast in the world. <laughs> What? That's like no. The army has done one thing in the world. They've perfected breakfast. Perfected. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's so wait. Stuff. All right. I wanted well, to go well, back to the. What's that? No, it, no, we'll we'll skip it. We're gonna we're gonna push forward past the green weenie. And, uh, <laughs> what, it, I yeah. officially no fuck how this. Army, I want to take I want to take the away. podcast. I need we need sponsorship, and I want to take the podcast on tour. To every base that we can, only being paid in army breakfast. Only and lodging. In and lodging that's and gonna be, that's gonna be a lot of leftovers and eggs. Yeah. Sweaty eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the secret, man. This is one thing I wanted to talk about. This is kind of why I wanted to go back to the beginning because you said 
there, there's a couple of things that you've already brought up that are essential here is you've got the battle buddy, you had ski, and then you had the common ground, the video games. It's something y'all could do together. Um, and then eventually, you know, you found a healthy way to utilize it for yourself. Um, I wanted to go back to a little before the army, because you like, you met ski before the army, even in junior Rangers, right? Yeah. We're, we're in the depths program together. Yeah. So, so my yeah. first uh, my first run in with ski. I was a shit's date, deep, I, dude. I was dating the girl. I was dating the girl at the time, and uh, we were doing uh, the ranger. Selena date. in the room. Jesus Christ, keep your fucking. No, stuff. Selena knows about it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, my fucking hey, wife Selena. threw a shoe at me, and she's not even in the house. <laughs> so, so he he was out of Waco Company, and I was out of the San Angelo Company. I can't remember what the companies are called, recruiting companies. But every in Texas, they do bring all the depths together, and they do the big Ranger States, which is a little competition, drilling ceremony, land nav, a bunch of little minor stuff, right? Well, we're all up there. We're all up in I think it was Lubbock, I think it was for this Ranger States, or maybe Dallas. I can't remember. And uh, I'm sitting in the, my hotel room on the phone with my girl, and Kurt walks in. Hey, want to go outside and practice drill? I'm like, all right, man, hold. Hey, you talking to your girl? Yeah. Tell the ski, say what's up. And turn around <laughs> yep. and walks out. That was my yep. first meeting with ski. As soon as we talked, you know, hey, both going to basic on the same day, same MOS, same all, whole nine yards. And, of course, you know, the rest of the story, everybody else knows. Yeah, buddy. Jesus. No did you two go to? Uh, did, didn't you two even go to air assault together, like yeah. in tandem? Yeah, we went to air assault together. I think that cost Malone's. Malone was supposed to go, but he jacked up, went out, and got drunk, and showed up late to formation. So, uh, <laughs> so was it Fluger, uh, Baby Huey, Fluger, was it Fluger? I can't remember. Fluger. Fluger. The first until we had, he told Malone oh, he was oh, out don't. of air assault, and I went in. Wait, Dude. we didn't say his first name, right? Can we get sued for that? No, there's there could that could be an acronym also. Because <laughs> I wanted to talk about Rook. Were you there at PT when with Ploger? Were you ever in Ploger PT? Okay, so uh, we had to put a number with that or something, maybe. But uh, yeah, um, no, because I was so new and came in right when you guys were getting ready to deploy. I was just the guy who you all hated. No, you just thought we hated you. You were no, like, I, you were no, one of the it, few it, people it we rightful. liked. It was okay. It was, it was, a, it was a rightful thing. I mean, I just remember being at parade rest for everybody, so I wouldn't get stabbed in the dark. Um, I just remember. <laughs> I mean, you straight up would get stabbed in our platoon. We had it before, right before absolutely. our Afghanistan deployment. So, no, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I will never forget. And I know we're kind of going off topic, but I'll never forget when I first showed up to the unit and a certain NCO. I, we showed up to the back, the back dock there, and I could just hear the sound inside the 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 the, 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 the troop area. It was just I could hear you guys screaming and yelling, and I was like, "What the hell am I going to walk into?" And he goes, "You know how to fight?" And I said, well, I, "I guess I can hold my own." He goes, "Good, because that's how we settle things here." And that that that, door, that and was, was an E like, seven. That was an E seven. No, it was no, it was an E five. E five. We'll just say we'll call him Chuck. <clears throat> we'll call him. We'll call him. We'll call him Chuck Norris. Oh anyway. no! Okay, yeah, and, okay. Yeah, and and he all right. The back, we, we, he opened the back door, and you guys, everybody was in a mosh pit, punching each other, choking oh, each Mo other. Oh, got stitches in that one. Yeah, and I just I walked in, and I was just like, I, I think <laughs> I'm in prison. 
I think they, I think you just sent me to Fort Leavenworth. Yeah, I you weren't far off. <laughs> yeah, you boys were rocking, man. I just remember being like, oh my God, what did I just get into? So I just kept my mouth shut and uh, to this day I have not been stabbed. You, I don't you covered me. everything up with humor because you had the best stories, bro. <laughs> well, you, you know, really you have did. to stay alive. You know <laughs> <laughs> I did what I had to do. And I ain't no snitch. <laughs> so, um, circling back just a hair, what yeah, was it that back, made you to want to join the military? Yeah. Uh, so, me joining the military, uh, my dream would be a high school football coach. That's what I went to college for. I went to for uh, kinesiology. But when you're going to college, they have these things that are called classes that you're supposed to go to. Now, the, now the drinking and everything at night and everything like that. That's what I was all about in college. But the classes that they get to go to, and that and when he tried to pass for me to algebra three times with a hangover and he can't get past that. Uh, I woke up one morning after being drunk in my apartment. And the MOS makes sense now, but keep going. <laughs> I, woke, I woke up in my apartment and uh, woke my buddy up that, you know, he had my live-in resident on the couch. I said, hey, man, come here. We're going to the mall. Who's going to the mall for? I said, come on, we're going to the mall. It is 10 in the morning. Like, I know. Walk in, walk straight into the recruiter's office and say, hey, man, I want to join the Army. I want to do something. No, those my kids will be proud of because I didn't see me finishing college anytime soon. Uh, and my recruiter's name was Sergeant Donald Crapper. And he, his oh, name was still remember. He's actually still on my Facebook. But I, he, gave, he gave me two weeks to kind of look at everything, what I wanted to do. I came in at two and a half weeks. And I walked in back in the office and he's like, but, hey, I was wondering if I could hear back from you. I was like, well, I'm surprised I didn't hear from you before. He said, well, I had this philosophy. I'm not going to teach anybody to go to a job and learn how to use a gun, then hate said job and come use that gun on me. I said, that's a pretty sound philosophy. So I just signed up right there and chose 19 Delta. And Dude, that's why I was a I was terrible recruiter. <laughs> I I don't know how you I – I don't know how they – I mean, you know, that's uh, how recruiters get through that, man. I don't know because – oh, boy. I know I did, and when he had, I, I just didn't want to become an alcoholic in college. Instead, I went and became an alcoholic in the army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least somewhere that they make you they make you run the shit out. We yeah. went, hey man, you went pro, okay? That's the thing. You, you went, went pro. pro. I, yeah. You know? That ain't no lie either. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so you joined, you joined, you, you you get in, you go to the 101st Airborne, you go to Iraq in 05 and 06, mm-hmm. you come back. And then where do, where do you go from there? Where does your military well, go? Well, from, from there, I went to uh, PCS. To, well, I made, I made E5, you know. So I was thinking, you know, hey, I want a PCS. I want to go somewhere new, start over, you know, where nobody knows me as a, you know, E134 Lawrence, you know, go start off strong. And I no shit? Yeah. That is so. such, like, did your parents love you or something? What the <laughs> fuck kind of mentality was that? I don't know. It, wow. it, it was dumb. It was a dumb choice, let me tell you that. Because wow. where I went was not... Any fun. Okay. <laughs> what a balanced I, fucking outlook. I'm so proud of you. What? I ended up PCDS into uh, Fort Bliss in El Paso uh, with 213 cab. And uh, yeah, that place just sucked all the hoo out of me. It was just, you know, we know where we came from, where we were at with the 101st. We can go out and party with our NCOs <laughs> and Joes. But when we came back, when we came back to work the next morning on Monday morning, it was Parade arrest, Roger Sergeant, yes, Sergeant, movement sergeant, yes, Sergeant. I'm a dumbass. No, the whole nine yards, right? Yep. No, military customer courtesy. 
So I go to this new place, right? Thinking, okay, I'm going to try that. I go out for my soldiers one time. Uh, the very first weekend I'm there, you know, party, having a good time, come back in Monday. Next day, I'm like, hey, what's up? No, hey, man, I got stripes on my chest. We're back at work. Like, okay, I, I see how this is. Y'all, you can't. Apparently, the leadership there before was like that. They didn't you know there's no really boundaries or whatever, not like what we had, what we were accustomed yeah. to. So, honestly, I got spoiled at the 101st with everybody. Dude, yeah. Like, we, that, that was probably it was the best unit to be in, but the worst unit to start off in. Because when you PCS anywhere else, I it was just trash. It was garbage. You know I mean? Yeah, you're like, damn, where's the fuck? What? Yeah, like, and so, uh, and so, yeah, so I ended up deploying, uh, there with them. We're at Biggs Army Airfield, First Armored Division. You know, it's pretty much looking like you're back in Kuwait. They hadn't even built up that Biggs Air. air now it's all looks like your actual base now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got there, they're just now moving all First Armor from Germany back to back to the states. And uh, we deployed, actually deployed a month after my daughter was born. I was a late deployer because I had to have uh, nasal surgery and my daughter was born. So I deployed about a month after we were supposed to. So a month, my daughter, one month old, I deployed, got downrange. And just, it just, it was just horrible, man. It was a bad combination of just leadership, personnel, and, and, and top to bottom. I mean, it was just, it was rough, man. Uh, and then, of course, I, I mentioned that uh, that kid that came in that uh took his own life while we were down range so i spent i was in and out of court marshals from august august 5th of 2009 to april's like 17th of 2010 when i got home and then out of court marshal because they're talking about i had to we had to do sworn statements and everything the whole nine yards apparently me and one other nco e5 there our sworn statements matched all the joes the other four were they had like three or four rewrites and all of them all different so pretty much got the deal like look you either testify and we'll grant you leniency or whatever whatever it's called and or you'll you know we'll probably prosecute you your leadership and you're part of this and like fuck dude i got a one month kid at that i got a baby at the house and a new wife i said I can't, i'm not going to jail and they're talking about 10 years 11 worth the whole nine yards you know throwing the book at everybody so that whole time i was in and out of court marshals you know Oof. dealing with this you know lawyers and whole nine yards and of course when i got back to the unit me and this other nco we were pretty much blacklisted right we're like the only one that took care of me was my my senior my staff sergeant stuff like that he was kind of the guy that took care of me and you know he understood what i was going through but pretty much across the board you're kind of we're kind of looked at blacklisted in other words i was doing tower guard i wasn't sitting on sog i was actually in the tower you know all the other ncos had time off i was the only nco that was actually put up in the tower i knew what was going on whatever i got yeah. smoked and then, and then before that i got smoked like i was a day one private at boot camp because i didn't agree with the way they wanted me to counsel some of my soldiers i just got back <clears throat> and just kind of give you an idea what type of leadership i was in i just flew in right uh i was i had my own truck i had my gunner and my driver and uh one of the other staff sergeants there was like hey i'm gonna do a pt test with my guys you want to come Grade it. I thought, yeah, I'll grade it. I said, hey, matter of fact, I want to have my my gunner and my driver do the PTS, t- PT test too. Just see how they see how they do. Not for record, not for none. So they do it. He ends up grading his own guys. I grade my guys. I'm an honest guy. I fail my guys. They failed the run. I'm not gonna lie. His guys are push up the stuff and kind of sus, but whatever. And so we get back and I tell you, hey guys, we gotta work on a run. But next thing I know, I get called into the office by that same staff sergeant say hey sergeant Lawrence, you have to counsel these guys and flag them for promotions like why 
Well, they failed the PT test. It wasn't for record. All of a sudden, uh, the tuning sergeant went to, went to the flag. I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to do it. I'm on orders to do it, whatever. So I write the counseling. I sit down with both my guys at the same time. I'm like, hey, you got to check it out, man. I didn't mean for that to happen. This is what's going to happen. Y'all are flag promotion. We're going to work this together. We're going to go work out. I'm going to get y'all PT test scores up. Then y'all can flip the bird to this, this counseling and flag and get y'all promotion. I didn't know there was another person in the room, another E4 that was buddy buddy with the staff sergeant. He goes to tell the staff sergeant, I pretty much told him to fuck off the platoon sergeant's orders. No, they you did the thing. You literally did the thing. That's how you do yeah. it. That's how yeah. you do your job so as a good got, so yeah, yeah, like, well, they, 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 They're under the impression that I should have told, hey, you're getting flagged. You're a piece of shit. You need to, you need to get work on your running. Fuck that. That was, that was their mindset. So I, next thing I know, I'm out full battle rattle behind the hoss. In Iraq, doing iron mics up down, I'm getting smoked like a day one private in front of all the privates that are up at the smoke. Oh wow! So wow, yeah, and I'm not the I wasn't the only E5 to take that type of punishment. So we get through all that. I get through all that. And my soldiers come, hey, Sergeant Warren, you like, hey man, I'm fine. Y'all don't worry about me. I'll take care of me. Y'all just keep doing what y'all doing. Drive on. And that's just the type of atmosphere that drove onto this other individual who came in he was a, even a late deployer he volunteered to come to iraq from another brigade to come to us and like the first day we got hey we're getting a new guy don't go easy on him like dude we're, we're down range that's garrison shit you know what i mean yep we're, we're down range this is we're all we, we're all we got even the and, guy volunteered to go like to go there too and don't go yeah. easy on him at what rank uh he was a pfc I mean, that, uh, the PFC should be wise enough, right? To well, not yeah, with, but I, right? Well, but they, he, he didn't even, he, he got, he got fucked with, like, he just got off the bus at drill, uh, basic training, like, shark attack style. What's like, he didn't have a chance to fuck point? up. What is the fucking point in that shit? Like, I smoked people, as I didn't see, I smoked people, like, yeah. ag- aggressively a couple times. Like, where I'm like, man, I could have held back for sure. That was some really dramatic shit, but, like... The people that just do that shit to get all like, it, like that, that's pretty much what you, it was. You, it, 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 it's your two, first year, isn't it? Your first year. They were trying to. They're 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 the these two staff sergeants were pretty much like you. Even when we had top duty, they put our platoon sergeant on longer rotation than them. They had like twenty minute rotations. Everybody else had an hour to two hour rotations, but they only had like fifteen minutes apiece. But our platoon sergeant wasn't even aware because he wasn't even around with the board. It, it was just it was all sorts of messed up. Mm. But they got the rocks off of it. Me, I was under the impression, like, like Sergeant Green. I love that man to death. Loving my him, I take a lot of my uh, NCO leadership from him. Did he? He he fucked me up a lot. I mean, a lot. But every time I fucked up, he'd take me up. He'd pick me up after we were done. After he just got through smoking the shit out of me. Lawrence, do you realize what you fucked up on? Roger, Sergeant. We had the problem again. Negative, Sergeant. All right, cool. Carry on. Then it was it was left and forgotten in the past. Then it's yep. done. It's, it's done. done. It's over with. These Not cats, first. Yeah, these uh, cats were like, dude, dude, they hold it over your head if you fucked up. You no, know, they're just, it was just, dude, it was just. So well, I got to the point, like, and that's kind of, I get that, yeah. whenever I went through my whole process of the PTSD and figuring out what was, you know, if I had PTSD, I, I swore up and down I didn't have PTSD forever. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife, she was like, you got it, you got it, you got it. I was like, I do it. you do the leg work, you can get all the, do a call to VA, do all that shit. I'll go to the appointments, but I'm not dealing with the phone calls and all that. So she did. And when I sat down with the, a counselor, her name's Tanya Glenn down in Austin, Texas. 
great, great. Uh, she doesn't work for the VA. She works with them, but she is a great counselor for veterans that she helps about. Awesome woman. As a matter of fact, one of my uh, guys that was in MAMC, he was going to school and he now he works under her. He was going hmm. to school for help with that stuff. Nice. Uh, but as I talked to her about it, you know, I said, look, you know, I went to Iraq, you know, 506. You know, yeah, I got shot at. I got blown up. I shot back. I may or may not have shot some people, you know, the whole nine yards, you know. Yeah. I said, I'm fine. Yeah, I jump at loud noise, but who doesn't? And then I told her about what happened. My second deployment, she's like, that's where your main point of PTSD is at. I'm like, what? She's like, when you went to your first deployment, your brain was already hardwired and understanding what you were going into. You knew you were going to get blown up. You knew you were going to get shot at. You knew you were going to get into combat. You expected that. That's what you were going for. During the second deployment, I never fired my rifle. We got mortared a couple times on the five, nothing major. But, I, you know, all that stuff, she's like, with everything that happened, she's like, your brain got locked in almost like a Stockholm syndrome where mm. you're in a bad place and there's nowhere for you to escape. Like there's nothing you could do. You you couldn't go home to your wife and kids, couldn't go anywhere to decompress or anything like that. You were stuck in this spot. And she's like, that's why whenever for me, like a lot of times, like even my wife coming in and she turns off the TV on me. Yeah, my brain will flip a shit. Not because she turned off the TV, but because I didn't have control of turning off the TV. So now my brain feels like it doesn't have control of the situation. My fight or flight is all jacked up. That's where you know, I go from zero to 100 instead of realizing like, oh, okay, it's not that big of a deal to I can't, can't tell. Now, I've worked on it a lot, and I've got to the point where I can kind of recognize it before it happens, mm -hmm. where I, I may still be irritated, but I'm not blowing my top like I used to. Did you have any issue like when I when I finally went to go get help? I think it was like, I mean, they made me go to like group therapy and stuff like that when I was at the uh, Warrior Transition Unit, um, waiting for my retirement. But like, I didn't go out and seek help like right when I got out. Um, I kind of felt like you know the way we were trained, it was like, you know, if you were, I was already having issues with you know, hey, yeah, I got I got banged up and and I felt like I failed all the guys around me because I got banged up and then. You know, you got the PTSD thing and you're like, you know, was I not cut out for the job? Like, why, why am I, you know, because we're all, we're taught to be mentally strong. Yeah. When you, when you were like, hey, you know, was, what was that? Like, was there like a switch there or was there like a moment where you were like, you know what? Like, it's time to get help. It's time to like, it's, yeah. it's time to address these issues. It's not mentally, it's not about mental weakness. It's about actually being strong. Yeah, it, it, and it boiled down to my kid, or my, my oldest, now my daughter. Uh, so I think I got, well, probably when I started having my, my second child too, but mainly my daughter because I could be sitting at the house and she'd be driving me nuts. And she and she wasn't doing anything. She was running around, having fun, playing, just bouncing around, but I could not stand her not being still. Not, hey, sit down. Hey, be quiet. Don't, hey, don't do that. I couldn't stand I got it. that battle too, dude. Yeah. So when I started doing that and I started asking myself, like, dude, why are you getting mad? You know, she, she's a kid. She's doing what kids do. And mm -hmm. even, even my wife and my mom like, oh, she, she just being a kid. Being a kid. I'm like, no, she needs to sit still. She needs to do this. Or no, she needs to do that. She's three. You know, what could, I, what, what, what could she really do? So after that, that's when I went and uh, I said, okay, you know, that's why I got to sleep. You do all the lab work. I'll go to all the appointments. Whatever, whatever it is you need me to do, I'll, I'll do that. So that's when I started doing that. And actually coming to terms with, yeah, I do have it, you know. But, you know, there for a lot of us, like you said, Rook, you know, man, I didn't. I mean, we are very blessed. I mean, we didn't lose a lot of casualties in combat. We didn't, you know, we have had a couple with Charlie. 
Charlie Company, you know, and all that that we were close to. But it's for the most part, you know, we did, we weren't in any real bad losses where we just lost buddy after buddy or anything like that, or just saw just, just horrendous things in general. So to me, I'm just like, yeah, this guy that's seen a lot worse than me. I don't have PTSD, but PTSD is is a broad spectrum, man. It doesn't doesn't generate on oh, you saw a dude blown up in front of you. You know, it it's that's not that could that could trigger PTSD, but that's not. PTSD. PTSD is a broad spectrum of different reasons, different things that can cause it for your brain. And I learned that it's uh, it goes into your frontal lobe and what PT what PTSD does, it doesn't get transferred back to your memory banks. So, you know, everything's still stuck up here like it's fresh. And that's what causes you to have triggers or, you know, anxiety attacks or loss of temper because it's so then your mind it's still fresh when it should actually be processed back in the memory banks with all your good memories and stuff. Yeah. Not no. to mention the uh, the lack of sleep exacerbates all of that. It just yep. intensifies all of it and mm-hmm. makes it worse in the long run. Um, what did the posi- so when you got back from that second deployment, did you just kind of transition right out and get out and go to work, or what you do? <laughs> well, uh, well, I was supposed to go recruiter. I walked back. I was walking back to the house, and my new platoon sergeant was like, "Hey, what's up, recruiter Sergeant Lawrence?" Like recruiter. No, I'm done. I got. Four, I got four months left when I get back. Like, no, nah, you just came down on DOD order. Dude, I didn't about face walk right back to the recruiting office and said, give me that deck statement. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. I said, give me that thing. I said, call this, call this girl, call the sergeant major out. We'll make a party out of this son of a bitch. I'm done. You know, especially at that time, I was, you couldn't offer me any type of bonus. You couldn't offer me nothing to stay in. I was done. Mm-hmm. So what I did, when I, so I signed that, we got back. Immediately went into ACAP pretty much right off the bat. You know, I was living with Malone at the time. He, uh, he had a house there in El Paso. He was with the, uh, I can't remember what unit he was with. He was in another unit after he got re, uh, put back in, after he got blown up. Uh, so he had, a, he had a spot for us in his upstairs. So me and my wife and daughter stayed with him for the three months. He was our Manny. Best, best Manny you ever had, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, man, he'd always take, take Maya out while we went on dates. My me and Selena would go on dates and stuff. So he was a, he was a good babysitter. But uh, we yep. lived with him, and uh, you know, I did the whole process out. And as I was getting out, dude, I was, man, I was, I was stressing because I didn't know what I was wanting to do. Old Texas State Trooper, I was gonna be a cop. But of course, that requires I got to fill out the application. You got to get accepted. You got to you know it's about four or five months acceptance program just to get in and do all that. And then uh, so I didn't know, I didn't know. So I called all the sand plants in Brady. I knew there's a bunch of sand plants where I lived at back home. I never knew what they were for, but I knew that they were there and they're pretty decent paying jobs. And uh, the day I was leaving Fort Bliss, I got a call. I was just, just signed my DD-214. I was headed out to Scott's house to pick up the trailer and head out. And uh, I got a call from HR. Hey, can you be here Monday to, for an interview? And that was on a Friday. I was like, yeah, I'm actually driving back home to Brady right now. Went in there Monday and uh, it just transitioned perfectly. Uh, September 13th of 2010 is whenever I uh, got out. The 14th, I was there for an interview, or the 17th or whatever. There for the interview. Then I started the job September 28th, and I uh, got my last paycheck from the Army October 1st, and my first paycheck from the new job October 15th. And then I looked at the paycheck I was getting working 72, 84 hours a week. The sand, sand mine, I was like, shit, screw trick, state trooper. I'm going to stay here and do this gig. Yeah. All right. And then uh, 11 years later, I'm, I'm still in the sand business. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, take take a moment real quick, all right, and celebrate the freedom and that victory of getting away from that bad environment. 
Oh yeah. You no, know, and did you were you able to take that and be like and kind of take that victory and accept it in the moment, or did it take you a while to process that? Mm, no, I'm not even really sure. I don't even think I really thought about it. I just remember no. working the civilian job and being able to have, draw up my goatee because I couldn't have a full beard at that one. I could at least have a goatee. Having a goatee and just getting up in the morning and going like, "Dude, this is this is nice. This is real nice." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working a normal job, you know, still stuck in the fucking sand, but I'm working a normal job. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like right when you stop doing PT, you're like, oh my God, dude, I don't have to wake up every day. Yeah, well, well, so that was weird that month I was, or that pretty much a half a month that I didn't have the job yet, you know, and everything. I still get paid by the army. I was on the terminal leave. But yeah, waking up at 8, 8.30, you know, to kind of, yeah. I'd be afford to get up, go shave, get ready for PT in the morning. Yeah, none of that. So that was that was that was a, that was that was a, it was a shock, but it was also very nice. So, <laughs> all right, well, dude. dude. You know that's that's so it's very interesting because, you know, like you said, with the group that we had with the hundred and first, um, that unit really it really was special, and and um, the leadership that we had. Um, the ability for everybody when you're in uniform to treat you, as, you know, as your rank and, and, and treat you as the, as a superior. And then the next minute, you know, nothing was personal. Hey man, I'm sorry. I had to chew your ass today, but you know, you were wrong and I had to, we had to fix it. Are we good? Yeah. And nobody held anything against each other. No. We moved on. We knew that we had a job to do and we knew that we we're all part of a working, uh, working machine to, to do that. And, and then, you know, you take all of these really good, really good soldiers, really good leaders, really good NCOs, officers, they all go to different units, they, they split everybody all up. And the next thing you know, it's like they're, you know, toxic leadership absolutely just takes people who are ready to <laughs> continue mission, to continue yeah. mission, and spread and spread that good work ethic and that professionalism. <laughs> and immediately it fucking wrecked some people's yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. I mean and, and I, you know I talk highly about the unit I was in. Uh you know, I, I mean I was the new guy, not like anything, I was anything special, but you know I talk about you guys often because you had that much of an impact on me as, as superiors, as leaders, as yeah. teachers, as, Hey, this is the job. This is what you got to do. I mean, nobody, you know, if I was being a dipstick, I was corrected, but it wasn't like anybody was beating me over the head with a phone book. It was no. just, Hey, you know, toe the line, man. Everyone's got to row the boat here. Grab an oar. And, yeah. And, and, and if you look back at our, I mean, you take, you take our, you take Maynard, for example. You know, that, that's what good leaders do. They're able to pull Maynard out from a bad spot, and he excelled. You know, yep. he excelled. Awesome. Still excelling. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, he, he got out of the military for the same reason most of us get out of the military. After he, went, he went to Fort Bliss, too. Yeah. <laughs> he was with that training unit, though. Uh, but, I mean, the same thing, man. The, just the environment changing and just the, the leadership the leadership change. You're good NCOs like Maynard. You know, they're hightailing it out of there, man. You got yep. some good, you still got some good guys that are in the service. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from that, but, you know, you still got guys that are trying to drive. But that your, a lot of your good ones, especially your old school good ones, were just like, dude, we can't, we can't deal with this anymore. And then you got a lot of people promoted that weren't ready to be promoted. And then they take that strike or whatever. Like for me, I got told I wasn't going to make E6 because I'm not nice enough to myself. I'm too nice to my soldiers. But I do. I don't, what? I don't know what you want me to be. I, I'm a leader. I'm not a, 
not an not asshole, an asshole. not know, a I, fucking asshole i hate that shit yeah. dude so oh uh, i used to get that like even the medics would give me shit they'd be like hey are your your fucking soldiers calling you drew too I'm like you know what go fuck yourself you know what's awesome my ncoer because my soldiers are fucking motivated and they're not fucking scared of me yeah <laughs> and, and, and it makes me proud i saw i saw quite a few of my soldiers uh I know, I know, they threw them. They all made it out to E6, and one of them was a Miller. Was a sim- similar uh, Manor story. He uh, he got in with the wrong dude, popped out on a drug test for cocaine or whatever. He was a 17 year old kid, and I pulled him aside like, "Look, dude, take your punishment. Take that. Do the A cap. Do the whole nine yards. So you're gonna be fine. So don't worry about yourself. You're gonna be fine. Just now you know where you fucked up. Don't do it again." He went through the whole process and stuff, and he he got out of the staff sergeant. You know, now he lives in Hawaii with his wife and his daughter, and they're fishing on boats in Hawaii and just having a hell of a time. And another soldier of mine, he went up to Alaska. He made E6. Another guy we call Banjo, he made E6. So that's kind of a testament to me that kind of makes me proud. Hey, you know, these guys are under me when they were privates, and they excelled up to the leadership ranks. And, you know, I hope they above able to instill some of the stuff that I, how I tried to treat them on so they pass it on and not the toxic. You know, that's what the guy love is like when everyone got out of that unit and even the guys that went group and like did all the like the high speed extra shit. They're like, yeah, this still wasn't as good as one six one. Oh, I know, dude. (laughs) Dude, We just recently I just got a chance to hang out with first or Westover or sorry, Major Uh, Westover. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking that crusty. Is he still in? No, no, he's out. He's retired now, but he uh, he lives down in San Antonio. So we got together. We got together twice over at Ski's house. Nice. Uh, Fowler came down, a Ski, uh, Leggett. Uh, we all got together and for a couple times over the past summer. And I think he, I think first uh, Westover went across the pond right now. I think he's like seeing a girlfriend across the pond or something nice. like that. But I think I'm going to Texas in a couple of weeks, buddy. You're going to Texas in a couple of weeks? I think so. You need to. You need to move to Texas. What you need to do? Everyone keeps telling me to move to Texas. Everyone keeps telling me to move to Texas. Everyone keeps telling you to move to Texas. Everyone keeps telling me everybody. to move to Texas. I'm a dollar one six one. Come out to, they're like, fuck it, come out to Austin, dude. Fuck it. Like, yeah, like, I don't I don't know about Austin, brother. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> here we go. We're Reese, Texas out here, man. Uh, no, I keep get I get the I get the Texas invite two to three times a year. Yeah. Now now that I now let's see now I know we I don't get it as often anymore now that people don't talk as much. But um, yeah, I still get like two or three times. Come to Texas. All right, come on down, man. Let me know. Oh, I got a spare bedroom. Well, I don't have a spare bed in here yet. This is my game room slash uh, spare bedroom. The wife said that uh, I could have. So she was gonna try to start decorating. I was like, nope, you're not putting that. She's like, what about what it? No, this is my room. You're putting a spare bed in here so guests could sleep. This is still my room. <laughs> yep. And they're and they're gonna sleep under the hundred and first flag because exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Baby. No, I get, I get it, man. I get it. You know, that's since I got out, I've been coaching rugby and, and uh, you know, a lot of the things that I've learned, you know, when I was in the military now, you know, I'm a better coach now than I was when I first started. I was very rigid and very almost like a drill sergeant, but um, you know, you find out that leadership really is coaching and, and it's, and it's making people realize their mistakes, making them accountable for it. And then, and then them, them making the choice to be better people and to keep going and to excel. And, and really it's very rewarding. As you said, you get to sit back and you see these other, these people be successful. And it's almost like, it's almost makes you feel selfish. Cause you're like, 
I got to be there for five minutes and be able to say, hey, you know, this is the true north. This is true north yeah. right over here. If you walk that way, it may, be, it may help you out a little bit. And then you see people be successful later on in life, and, and you got to play a little bit of a part in that. Um, you know, I say that humbly, but, uh, you know, th- that's the thing, man, is, is when you, when you have that call to service, when you have that call to help people to do, to do things and affect the people around you, the community around you serve your country, um, it's always going to be with you. And, um, you always want to continuously give that back. And, and that leading goes right back into what you're doing with your gaming, man. I mean, you're not done. You're not done yet. It's, it's that service through anything. I mean, we all yeah. find our avenues. You know, mine's rugby. Yours is yours is through gaming. You're able to get people to communicate through through Twitch, through through gaming rooms, through community, through gaming yeah. community. And people who've never met you but know you through Twitch are reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, man, I'm having a really rough day right now," and you're able to say, "Yeah, well, what's up? Yep, what's up? You know." And it's not like you're gaming. Like you said, I mean, you even stopped and you're like, what's going on? And that person was able to talk to you and you have no idea what's going on on the other side of that screen, what they're in, what they were thinking at that moment. Like they felt hopeless. They yeah. felt like no one understood them. And, and here you are, you know, this, this perfect stranger that just comes along and says, well, come on, man. Technically, you know, yeah. figuratively and- speaking. And that's just, people, that's, just people, that's just the people in the chat, you know. There's, you know, you got a lot of people that flirt and turn on the video and don't say nothing to chat, just watch. Yep. So, yep. you know, that's why I, I got to keep, you know, periodically. I, put, I even now, I put a, as I'm getting more advanced into knowing how this Twitch system works, using the bots and stuff, now I got the VA suicide prevention hotline that pops up uh, every like five to 10 minutes. It'll kind of just post up in there that, you know, maybe somebody didn't think that low after push to call it, you know. Like, yeah, it, man. It pops up like, hey, Here's your sign, man. Here's the number right here. All you gotta do is click on the number and it calls. You don't have to Google it. It's it's here for you already. So I added that into my stream, and then of course I had another alert to kind of saying, "Hey, what the stream is about?" You know, just, you know, trying to encourage you to seek mental health if you need it, or if anything, I'm here for you. And it's like I said, I call my my community is X Troop, and everybody in the chat are the Nodies ponies. That's a testament. Nice. You don't ever let your chat choose what the chat community wants to be called. <laughs> so they went with Nodies ponies. So fuck it, I'm gonna run with it. There you go. Well, you know, you were talking about wanting to be a coach, you know, and then now here you are, you're coaching through what you do through your community. Mm-hmm. And um, my question to you is, you know, coaching is very local. It's, it's a local, you're affecting the community around you. Yeah. Um, with the ability to actually reach out to people all over the world, all over the country. I mean, how does that make you feel to be able to reach out to somebody in New Jersey? You know what I mean? If, and that's where they're from, you know. Dude, it's a it's a very humbling feeling, as you can say. I mean, it's very surreal. Just like I said, and a lot of these cats on here are, are are the younger veterans. You know, they you know been in. They're not. There are some that are our age. You know, that were there in 0506 in the early days. But now there are a lot of these are younger cats. That again, they don't. Like I told my wife, said a lot of these people here. You know, I I'm lucky. I have I have a group. I, you know, uh, my wife's best friend. He's a marine. Uh, veteran and one of my good friends he's a Kerbal police department officer right now uh you know i got ski down the road from me you know uh, leggett's here fowler's here i still have quite a bit of a support group around me you know and then of course you guys as well you know with what y'all are doing i said there's a lot of cats out there they don't have nobody you know they got out of the army and whatever their, unit, whatever their unit was like you know 
they, they might have not had any friends or anybody close. You know, we all, like I said, look at us now. We hadn't, we hadn't really talked to each other in like almost 20 years now. And we're sitting here having a conversation like we've been hanging out with each other all day, every day. Mm-hmm. That's how close our unit was. I mean, even across, I was second platoon, y'all were both first, you know, you know, the third platoon guys. We're, fuck we're, third platoon. Fuck, <laughs> fuck third. You know, anybody you, you from third, fuck, get off. No, anybody from third, get off the fucking feed. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't say fuck. Those guys got fucked, Gregory. You got to have some sympathy for them. You know, uh, Castillo, fucking Stanton. Who else? Early. Wait, was early? I, yeah, I can't, can't wait. Just can't wait till they come on the show because they're going to have so much to say. <laughs> but they're not <laughs> to defend themselves right now. So oh, yeah. Figgy, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them hard. I'm just kidding. I love you. I don't, I don't really know that at all. But, yeah, <laughs> but being able to uh, but being able to reach out to like, somebody love that doesn't those guys. go or, or a younger guy and, and take him under the wing, you know, like I said, I'm – that's especially my goal as I as I grow. I said I'm still relatively small and networking, trying to get my name out there. You know, as some as a trustworthy source. You know, not just somebody that you know. So when I do do like a charity stream or something, people understand. Okay, hey, this dude is legitimately does what he says he does. I'm not my money's not going to waste. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but you no, know, just a simple fact. Like I said, I had that one incident that one night late at night, and it was just dude, dude, it made my whole stream. No matter how the stream went, how the game went, that made that mm-hmm. made my stream because that was what I'm going for. Hell yeah! Uh, so in here, here, here soon, I plan on uh, my buddy that was the president of uh, the MC I was in. Uh, he he got out of the MC as well, and now he runs a group called OP Veteran, as Observation Post Veteran, and they they don't have a specific niche they cater to, but they do it. They take it all the veteran organizations, veteran, small veteran-owned businesses. They help promote them. Uh, they have a big, they have a big deal every year called Vet Fest, where they bring in all the, all the veteran businesses to help promote yeah. it. They do a lot of, they do a lot of uh, charity events. Like one that I know I'm really into is called uh, the Corporal Chado Foundation, and uh, he was a Marine veteran that that died in his barrack rooms, uh, but it wasn't from suicide. It turns out that the pill the military doctors were giving him had a counter reaction. And his, as his family looked into it, they found that there's like six to 700 different soldiers that all died for the same reason. And so their goal is to push holding the VA, holding the military doctors accountable for what they're shoving down soldiers' throats, you know, make sure they know the medications that they're giving them or what side adverse reactions they can have. So I switched to weed. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, get, I get pissed at still at my job. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Wait the fifth. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so so they do that, and they do a bunch of other different events. So my plan is, I've already talked to Rooster, uh, is that we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna start doing some collaboration with them. Like, you know, hey, what event are you got going on? Okay, I'm gonna do a charity stream, do a 12 hour charity stream, and get my PayPal donation up. Hey, whatever proceeds I make off of this will go back to this. Uh, get some of his merch. You know, they they do hoodies, hats. You know, they have their own coffee cup, cup brand called Canteen Cup Coffee that they kind of sell to off their website to help keep the organization afloat as well. So I'm going to try to get some merch from them and do giveaways and stuff like that. So any subs, bids, donations, you know, get your name in a hat or name in a circle or spin the circle and I'll send it to you, but all the proceeds will go back into the veteran community. Let us know when you do that 12 hour one. Dude, Rook, we can go live alongside of him and push donations his way while he's doing it. Dude, but the whole time, like we can commentate 
and like we could just like eventually we'll start going on like uber political rants like filibusters and shit because we run <laughs> about it's just fucking stream is not done we're keeping it going for 24 hours yeah no dude that that's uh you know that's that's huge man it's huge that you're doing that and you know, obviously, any way that we can help help promote that and, and help promote that type of community, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, mental health is not reserved just for veterans, but guys are going through it. Um, you know, recently I had a conversation with an, with an Air Force veteran and we were talking about, you know, a 20 year war, longest war in our history. And, and yeah. you know, we're just all we're just pulling out now. We're just leaving all, yeah. all the ground we bled over all that dirt and mountains and everything we bled. We bled for is now just being left behind and there's this huge vacuum that's happening with veterans the younger guys that are that are in yeah yeah you know I mean? and they're like well what's going on here like what what did we fight for all the questions that you know and i'm not trying to compare us to vietnam because those guys are badasses and they fought their own thing but there's a lot of similar questions. What did we fight for? What was yeah. it all for? Yeah. We, there was no real winner. We didn't really well, win. Well, hell, we when, when was it? Uh, hell, it was right after I, we got out or I got out. I know we pulled out of Iraq that time. I'm, I just, I'll same question to me. Like, dude, everything that we did over there, just up and leaving. I think that started like ISIS and all that shit. But anyways, you know, the, but the same thing. You know, hey, we just pulled out. We just let them take everything. We just... We went over there and sweat, we just blood, let them kill sport. our dudes. Like that's it, and we're just like, all right, well, sorry, failed invasion. We we failed to take over yeah. and occupy fully. So, so, uh, so dude, we're I, out. I understand that. I understand that completely on that. You know, I, I remember, remember going you to that. that at your level. With I mean, are you getting any kind of conversations like that with the younger veterans that you say that you kind of that that watch your your stream? Uh, no. Not yet. Not yet. I haven't, you know, like I said, I'm still growing. So like I said, I got a really strong veteran-based community too that come into my stream. So I'm hoping to attract a younger audience here soon. Like I said, I'm going to have to cut the gray hair in, I guess, here soon. And, <laughs> you know, so I don't appear as old, you know, on there, but, uh, but you no, know, not yet. Like I said, hopefully that's that down the pipe and that's coming um, with everything going to go on. And like I said, Eventually, like I said, I'm I'm not there trying to force anybody to talk, but it's just kind of one of those things. Like, hey, dude, I'm here if you need it. You know, you're honest, man, and people yeah. can see that shit. You don't you don't put on a front. You're not like, okay. hey, buddy, everything's gonna be all right. And you know what? You're gonna be okay. And here's yeah. what you're just like, hey, man, sometimes shit sucks, but guess what? Sometimes shit's awesome. And like, yeah. <laughs> <it's just> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I try to keep the stream hype. Like, I got a stream deck now, and I got different sounds and stuff, and you know. Alerts nice. and stuff to go on it. I play, you know, just kind of, you know, welcome man. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I don't know if y'all can hear that or not at the play, but I'll probably not. It's, it's programmed through another system. Yeah. To go through okay. the deal. But, it, you know, I play, like, you know, welcome to my house, you know, a little short. Operator down. error. Operator error. Sergeant <laughs> fucking Lawrence. Hey, dude, this is my first Zoom, man. I know I go through my, I go through my OBS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to play, dude. Try to play audio through Zoom. Fuck. Mm -mm. Yeah, don't, don't even try. <laughs> you need no. You need third. You need a. You need a secondary plugin for it. To do uh, that. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. oh, it's pain ass. <laughs> way over my pay grade. I don't even know. So that. it's a pain yeah, ass. Like I like I said, I, I try to. I thought I don't know if y'all the, the Bahala Project shirts. I've been reading. I, yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't give in to the war within. Uh, I try, I, I'm trying to get a <laughs> couple of those shirts, just something to wear on stream. 
like yeah. this. And plus, they get some badass shirts. Uh, but I try to wear one of these on stream if I got. I got only got like four right now. But you know, wear one of these on stream. You know, I always leave like at the end of my stream. I always tell everybody like, hey, as I always tell you, don't let the demons win. If you need help, go seek it out. Nobody told you today. I love you, and I'll catch you tomorrow. This is why I get a little shitty about this because, like, I know that they do. They donate the percentages of those shirt sales to um, suicide prevention uh, organizations and whatnot, which is amazing. But lately, it seems like the shtick is to monetize off of suicide prevention. There's a like, there's a reason we don't sell merch. We've been around for like two years now. We've yeah. never we've never merchandised a single product. I and like I, I'm I, yeah, I'm getting on my soapbox <laughs> here, but like that's where I get real iffy about this. Like your whole like streaming to do this for uh organization for this purpose, fuck yeah, all day long. But like yep. like these these organizations where it's like, you know, uh you know, till Valhalla, Valhalla project, like you guys are just merchandising off of our friends killing themselves. Like we watched our friends die and then bought the merchandise to support it. So I'm, I, I have a little bit of an issue with like yeah. with that personally, um, like, man, and I don't mean to be such a fucking hipster douche about <laughs> it, but like, it's the same vibe I get as the like, what the fuck was all of it for? What was yeah. all, what the fuck did we just do all that for? If now everyone's pulled out, like our friends are dead and what the fuck's the point? No, like, I, get, I get that hundred percent, man. I, I, I was the same way uh, too, to a degree now. Mm -hmm. For this, like I, for me, I feel like it's you know kind of a good advertisement for what I'm doing. It helps yeah, go in yeah, what yeah. I'm doing. That's yeah. why I got like I wear the shirt. Yeah, they may have made money off of me doing it, but at least here, if somebody sees this, they want to donate to me wearing this or whatever, maybe or find symbolism or find some type of comfort in this, and you know whatever money I give back to the better community, then you know we know that. Yeah, they might have made a little bit of money off it, but now it's helping making more money to go out. Yeah, they made the majority of the money off oh, of yeah. it. The percent, no, see, that's the thing is the majority of that's getting lined into their pockets, and those little oh, yeah. bitty percentages are going to who, to, to who, to whom. Yeah. Like, that's why I love the other way you're doing it when you're like, oh, we're going to live stream. We're going to raise money for this person for this specific cause yeah. because they need this. And like, oh, I can get the fuck behind that. But it's like, oh, you're going to sell me a t shirt for 35 bucks. 450 of that's going to go to suicide prevention and then you're going to pocket the rest yeah. and, oh, and then you know petty cash you know re into the, like reinvesting into the next product i fucking hate it i fucking hate it well i mean but i get i get what you're saying there lawrence at the same time i mean you're 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 wearing clothing during your stream that that promotes a positive message of you know don't Fuck give yeah up. i get behind yeah. that shit all I, day I, Hell I, yeah. i'm not encouraging people to, hey go buy this shirt you know even no, if you no, are, dude. No, even if you are, that's totally for it, man. Yeah. I don't need to get on my soapbox. I just, I have to add that perspective in because, like, yeah. I don't want to see people throwing their fucking money away, being like people that are like, oh, I live paycheck to paycheck, but I'm but still yeah. going to buy this $40 fucking shirt because of this. Yet, only this little bit's going, like, I can't, like, how, uh, mm, yeah. okay. And, mm. No, I, yeah, I feel you on that. But at the same time, I mean, I understand the message and I, I, I you know, I love what the, the, the motivation, the vibe, the energy that you're putting mm. out. And it's really big. You're doing amazing oh, shit. Yeah, you're doing amazing shit. And, and I, you know, what I, what I, we talk about this all the time, um, you know, telling people that you love them. Yeah. And it, yeah. People get weird on it, right? They're like, oh my God. <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I left rugby practice, dude, I walked by all my, all my people, the women's team, men's team, everybody. I love you. 
You know, guys, good to see you. I love you. If you need anything, go ahead, text me, let me know. You know, I mean, that yeah. that's important that the people know that, you know, I don't have to sit there and be best friends with them, but I love them and I appreciate their presence. Well, you know, that love, their like, help is important. Yeah, with a lot of stuff that we've gone through, that that word means a whole lot, whole lot more. You know, when we tell when we tell you I love you, that you know, I love you. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to hold back, not trying to be sexual in any sense of the matter, no matter which way you want to go on the side of the fence. You know, just, hey man, I love you. I care about you. You know, yep. I want to see you tomorrow. You know, yeah, hell yeah. You know, that's I mean, that's a, it has a whole different meaning than what. A lot of people, you know, a, a non-veteran would say, you know, if you went up to like a non-veteran, hey, man, love you. What? You know, <laughs> I like yeah. you too, dude, but, yeah, you know, but, you know, you come up to us, like tell me, every time we get off the phone, hey, love you, battle, love you, you know, hang up the phone, shit. Watch like, that's your boyfriend? Might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Everything but the cooking and the butt sex. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, so, you know, um, dude, that's, that's huge though man that's that's really it's it's big it's you know and i and i love the fact that you have you know you're keeping your eyes on a horizon and you're like i have so many plans for what's coming up through the through the streaming through the gaming yeah you know you you've got you've got several events lined up and it's it's not just you know the motivation part of it is what inspires others cuz you're like through this i'm going to continue to do this this and this and you yeah. have your own life you're a family man you know, you've got your profession, you're doing all your stuff, but, but you also have that part in your, in your life <clears throat> where you are conscious about others and mm -hmm. the struggle that they could be going through perfect strangers. And you're, you're being very proactive and you're like saying, Hey, we can, you know, we can, we can all climb this mountain together. And, yeah. um, dude, I, I love the mission. I love what you're doing. I love, I love the fact that you're like, I love you guys. You know, I love yeah. the fact keep an open chat. I love the fact that, yeah, it's about gaming, but at the same time, it's not about gaming. Um, you know, dude, you just hit so many different aspects of it and, and you're humble in it and you do it for the mission. You, you, yeah. you do it for the mission. You do it for what it's about. And bro, it speaks, you know, it just speaks about your character and, and who we've known you as, you know, I mean, like I said, it's been a 20 year gap here, but, yeah. but, You've all, you know, that's one thing that's not changed, man, is, is, you know, your, heart, your heart's too big for your shirt, man. It's busting out, it's busting out your sleeves, you know? Dude, we, Brandon and I turned 21 together. Like, yeah, dude, it's like, like, you're, if, no, I tell like, that story a lot, actually. I tell, I, I tell the story a lot. You got a, uh, you're an April birthday, right? I'm an April. You, you got me when we came back, uh, <laughs> after JRTC. <laughs> oh, goodness i got you before oh, I man that. you got me good i did you i i oh <laughs> man hey, you, re got you returned the favor because i i don't remember <laughs> but i remember the night man yeah no that, that shot those shots of crown was going down real nice that night oh my goodness mm, and i'm not guys, and i'm not a liquor drinker <laughs> that's what i loved about you and ski and and and, and uh and and bal and Fucking Leggett and all you guys, you, you taught me how to be, how to live, because I'm so from the north, you guys are like, you are just awkward. You're so, you're like, <laughs> it doesn't work down here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Hell, I'm, no, I mean, you took me up there to your place that mm. weekend. Holy shit, dude, yeah, somebody got stabbed right when we got there, like, yeah. all right, welcome, welcome home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in New York now. Uh, <laughs> my dumb ass, we're leaving four-day weekend, or we took a weather pass. 
Ooh. And uh, I'm I'm in there and jeans and a t-shirt. Young's like, hey, you gonna bring a jacket or anything? Like, dude, it's fucking May. The fuck am I gonna bring a jacket in May? It <laughs> fucking snowed on us up there. I'm in his mom's like marshmallow <laughs> sweatshirt up there, freezing my ass off. And we're canoe racing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, all right, but this is what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you might want to wear a jacket. Why? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was, I was a douchebag that wore my Camelback that weekend, and I put a bunch of beer and stuff in it. Yeah. And I never, I, I rinsed. I did a light rinse, but I didn't clean it out. And oh. then, like, it was like a month or two later, we were doing fifty cal IMT. It was two miles out, two miles back, where you had to do the, the three man teams with the 50 yeah. cal. And I just filled it with water real fast and went and did that. And I started sucking in these flakes of dried beer and like moldy beer. And I was just, <laughs> oh. just throwing up the whole the, the whole PT. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I didn't remember when I was up there in New York. Sucks. I was like sexy for the first time. Like women are falling over me just for my accent. Oh, your accent. Yeah. yeah. People like I was like, accents, I, was like I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know yeah. what to do. I'm getting all this girl's attention. <laughs> this is usually skis. The, uh, <laughs> you were shy you were shy oh you yeah. were so shy dude yeah man oh, like yeah. but it was good because like one thing i talk about especially like coming from that era and you can appreciate this was the music that we kind of went through oh, with, like yeah. like because we went through during like the system of a down that political period with them you know like three days grace was really good back then all mm. those fun bands dude, that we, we, had, to. Dude, we had good music back then yeah, yeah, it was just like good tunes. And it was a, like the broad variety too. I mean, different genres and everything. Mm-hmm. You're barely coming off the grunge of the '90s. Into oh the, man, yeah. You oh, know. It, it was Nashville too. So like that slap from two, like that, like really hard hitting from like um, that influence, uh, uh, hustle and flow. That really disgusting, like muggy, like Memphis fucking like hip hop was just yeah. coming around too. Yep. And it yep. was just like it was everywhere. You're like, this is fucking amazing. Like it was dirty, dude. And you're like, this is fucking living. <laughs> oh man, I miss oh, Tennessee. This is living. This Look, is it was living. good, man. It was the dude, music was amazing. Dude, we were in Nashville every damn weekend. Yeah. Every, 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 it's, yeah, every, it's stupid. I, I yeah. go broke. I don't understand. How I went broke. My mom be like, Well, your bank account says you took out two hundred dollars here, two hundred dollars here. I'm like, Oh, yeah, we went to the bar like three nights in a row. I forget about that. <laughs> yep, yeah. I yep. never, I, I never realized I was always broke until I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Once I stopped drinking, I was like, Oh, I have money. Like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> well, it tends to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Drink drink for them drink for everyone yeah yeah uh, no i was saying start feeling really good like hey let me buy everybody everyone. yep oh yeah me. i feel great everyone should feel <laughs> everyone should feel the way i feel right now <laughs> right now let me just throw my whole paycheck on the bar and buy all these strangers a beer yeah, yeah. but that's this round y'all got to get me after that because i ain't got shit after that all right <laughs> yeah. we good we square. Yep. We square. Yep. Perfect strangers. Are you gonna buy me a beer after this? Um, yeah, yeah all, man, of us those... is, all of us with high and tights and everything up in there. Oh man! And now we're just old. Now we're just yeah. old. Yep. All all those all those days of of going into college bars with our high and tights and it just turning into a a freaking rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. We that we, we, we did get to look back at that now. Yep. Yeah. Now I look. No, back you know what's. 
that's sad is that you see it now and you're like those fucking idiots those yep. like and you judge it and you're like but i did the same thing yeah but i did the same thing night before last we had a uh, my wife's best friend they threw her a surprise birthday party at the vfw and the dosekis were going down really good and yep. the next morning really sucked i'm just like holy <laughs> shit uh my wife's over there trying to get me to do shit i'm moving slow it's like Hey, come on, drunk ass, get your ass up. Shut up. Yeah, dude, it hurts. <laughs> I'm just hurt. Whisper to me in that tone Leave me voice. alone. Just leave me alone. I'm hurt. You, you whisper, that. yell at me again like that, and I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, don't you whisper, yell at me like that. <laughs> yeah, my wife, Latina, there's no whisper yelling. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a storm siren. And yeah. There you go. With yeah. a sandal flying through the air to hit you in the head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pinpoint accurate, too. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Oh, like ninjas. <clears throat> oh, so, Rook, hit him, hit, him, uh, hit him with the infamous question, my friend. Ah, yes, yes, I'm yes. sad yes. that we're here. So, hey, dude, um, you know, with everything that you're doing and obviously your mission and, and how you don't just focus on veterans, you should be able to really give us some insight on this. You know, we've got the mission that we are, we are promoting, which is redefining a warrior and what, what it takes to be a warrior outside of going to the the battlefield right so in your opinion with everything you've been through what makes somebody a warrior what makes somebody a warrior man is you have to acknowledge what's wrong you know what i mean you can't go on faking your funk you can't go on faking that anything even if you got issues you can't go on faking it but not a smile i've done it for years i think we've all probably done it but you have to acknowledge it and say to yourself in the mirror, just like when you're an alcoholic, you know, I'm an alcoholic. You know, you got to say, hey, man, I have issues. How can I fix this? That's what makes you a warrior. You got to be able to look at your own uh, pain, your own mistakes, your own shortcomings, and learn how to rise above them the best that you can. And sometimes you can't do it on your own. And asking for help makes you a warrior. You know, nobody does it. SEALs don't do shit on their own. Rangers don't do shit on their own. Special ops don't do shit on their own. We always got to reach out for our battle buddies' hands. And if you're going around not wanting to reach out, man, you're just taking yourself down the path. Being a warrior is being able to look inside and acknowledge what's wrong. Acknowledge what's wrong. Try to try to try your best to fix it. And if it's and at the very last, ask for help to help fix it. That's what being a warrior is about. Going through every day and just striving on day after day, facing the pain head on. If you get knocked down, get get back up. You know, that's cliche to say, but it rings true in so many fashions. You got it. Oh, yeah. You're going to get your ass knocked on the ground. It's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to trip. You're going to fall. You know, and that's okay. You know, it's okay to trip and fall. Somebody's going to be there to lift you up. You just got to ask for it. Ask for somebody's hand. Somebody can be there to pick you back up. Don't, don't settle down for the, a choice that you can't ever take back. You know. The warrior's way is always driving forward, and that's what you got to do. We get a different answer every week, man. And every and, time and again, and and it's always unique to each person's walk. And and it, they and somehow, man, just everyone fucking nails this thing. And it's such a hard question, but it's also so easy. It, you know, when you ask that question, I'm like, oh fuck! But then as uh, start talking, it kind of came out very very easy to me. You know what I mean? But yeah, when the question came out, I was like, oh shit, how am I gonna answer this one? <laughs> But, it's usually fairly fairly reflective of the perspective of the people yeah. talking through the whole episode.
that is the podcast. Go check out Nodi X Gaming. Nodi, N-O-D-I-E underscore X Gaming on Twitch. Check them out on Facebook. Do it all. I'll have a link in the SoundCloud info box. Bye. Where the word?